distance Join the resistance Come on, let's start by talking tactics Have a pass and match this Here's how we practice The last order conversation David Jason Everybody, welcome to Pop Culture Continuum. This is John Elliott. And this is Patrick Riccardi. And this week we're finally doing... The GOP 2016 debate. I didn't even watch that shit, did you? No, I, 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 I attempted to, but I didn't realize it was just on one channel. Oh, was it only on Fox News? Yeah. Oh, I didn't, Jesus I had no Christ. idea. So I, I was going through the networks like, I guess I missed it. And then the next day I saw Fox News gets huge ratings for the debate. And I'm like, well, yeah, they got huge ratings. They're the only channel it was on. But anyway, no, I didn't watch it. But we're doing the first half, great music of the first half of 2015. Yeah, best songs. Part best, one. Part one. Well, part zero for first half, or part one of the whole year. What? I think your math is off. It's very convoluted. It's part point five at least, for the whole year. I don't know where you're getting zero from. Pull it out of your eyes. So you didn't watch either debate? No, no, I did not. I like the fact that they had a loser's debate. A loser's debate? Yeah, there was two debates on that night. The first debate was all the people who didn't make the stage for the big debate. Who got, oh, okay, who didn't get picked. Like, they weren't high enough in the polls, so right. Carly for Fiorni, I don't know how to say Fiorina, yeah. Fiorina, um, Bobby Jindal, I forget who else, but <laughs> it's just funny that they're, Lindsey Graham, it's just funny that there's a, a, a loser's a losers debate. Surprised they don't just sit around and, like, talk about, talk shit about the other candidates or something. Well, there was a, a little bit of a Trump shit talk, but other than that, no. I think it's great that Trump's the front runner right now. <laughs> the, the scary part is maybe he could win an actual. No, I don't think he. I could. don't think he can. No, he's ridiculous. People enjoy him, but they're not going to vote for him. I I find it strange that the media kind of doesn't cover Bernie Sanders at all. Like everything I watch on on like Democratic side, it's all just Hillary Clinton. Like he doesn't even exist. It's really weird. Yeah, well, I, I haven't seen a lot of coverage for Hillary Clinton either. Well, every time they mention anything, it's Hillary Clinton. It's never I mean, he never gets brought up that I've seen. Yeah, I, I've seen more about speculation about Biden than Bernie Sanders, that's for sure. Yeah, I don't. we don't want Biden either. No, I, I, I'm surprised he even wants to run. I know, it's kind of weird. When was the last time a vice president ran? Al Gore, he lost. Oh, yep, that's right, it was Al Gore. Um, Before that, George Bush, he won. And then, uh, yeah, but then Dan Quayle never ran. He tried to, but he never got the nomination. He never got, yeah. He was such a... <laughs> well, if you're if you're a vice president of a one-term president, you're not, you're not going to have much of a chance. No. And, I mean, I think even his own party thought he was an idiot, so. Um, although he'd probably be a star in there these days. But yeah. anyway... Best music of 2015, first half, part yeah. one. And uh, we're just going in the order I put them on my disc, so it's not going to be like me and Pat. It'll just be whatever comes up. So first song, <clears throat> my pick, Viet Cong, Silhouettes. Uh, they're out of uh, Calgary. There's a few Canadians on this list, as I feel like there always are. 
<clears throat> and I just like it because it's kind of a, uh, it's got that post-punk sound I like. It's like mixes noise and like electro pop kind of. Yeah, I, I like the, the, the variety of sounds that goes on top of the guitar that goes throughout the song and the fun rhymey lyrics. Yeah, it's it's a, a really good album. One of my favorites of the year. Um, I don't have a lot to say because we're going to listen to it, but uh, here's Viet Cong Silhouettes. Next up, another one of my picks, uh, Sleater Kenny, No Cities to Live. Of course, I was going to pick Sleater Kenny. Yeah, I would have chosen this song if you hadn't. In fact, I, I decided when I was putting the list together, I didn't want to have any doubles, any artists that were in there twice. So yeah, you, I would, you okay. could have picked another Sleater Kitty song if you'd wanted, but yeah. Yeah, I easily <clears throat> would have, but I didn't I didn't want to do, do two. But yeah, this was this is a great song. It's a great album. Uh, fantastic song. The music is, is kind of happy kind of toe tapping but the, but the lyrics are a bit depressing yeah until, yeah until the last line it's excellent yeah until the very last line um yeah no it's leader kenny what else do you need to know and uh they were great live as they always are so let's uh let's jam it up leader kenny no cities to love your pick bell and sebastian enter sylvia plath uh, i love bell and sebastian and this is a great song i think if sylvia plath had lived to see discos maybe she wouldn't use the oven against the manufacturer's wishes but she didn't yeah so, I, 
I wonder if she got song. charged for that. Because that is a violation of federal law. Well, she did it in another country, but maybe they did like once her body was here. Oh, man, it probably took longer, too, with their 220-volt bullshit. Ah, oh, Sylvia Plath. Ah, Sarah. I yep. love her background vocals, and, and she had a, a few regular vocals in this song, too. And it's yeah, it is very disco, more electronic than we know them for. Mm-hmm. Um, but fun. But it's still Bell and Sebastian, you can tell. All right, let's... Well, I think you can mostly tell by the fact that they wrote a song about Sylvia Plath, or he wrote a song about Sylvia Yeah, that's true. Well, you can always, I mean, his vocals, too, you can always tell. And his lyrics. Um, All right, let's do it. Bill and Sebastian, Enter Sylvia Plath. Picks up next. Alex Calder, Strange Strange Dreams. I like this song. Uh, one thing I liked about it is it seems like the the guitar music seems kind of backwards. Like it starts high and then works its way down and so the other way around. I just like how that sounded. And then the ethereal uh, ethereal quality of, of the vocals was really neat. It, it went well with the lyrics. Both both his and the woman's voice are at different levels throughout, and it, it's really cool. Yeah, it's kind of like uh, it's like lo-fi, kind of twisted power pop. Maybe stoner and, power pop. Yeah, it's got the falsetto in the chorus. And then like uh, three-fourths of the way through the song, it's like this journey into, not quite, but almost discordance. That, that That's great. I love I love that controlled discordance. Yeah. Another, another uh, artist from Canada. Oh, yeah, I didn't realize that. Yeah, um, who was in a band with Mac DeMarco. Who might make oh, an appearance okay. on this list at some point? Who can say? Not me. But uh, yeah, let's do it. Alex Calder, Strange Dreams.
Next, another pick of yours. This is a awesome song, a powerful song with really specific kick-ass lyrics. Like, I'm not bossy, I'm the boss. So if you <laughs> want to throw, you better have an awfully big stone. I, I love it. It's it's great, great music, great voices. It's the the vo- the vocals are on the edge of anger, but not quite there. And the music is the same way until some points where it, it goes over the edge, and it, it's just it's a great song, really rocking. Yeah, it reminds me of like '90s indie rock kind of. Yeah, yeah, a little bit, but it, it it has its own vibe too. Yeah, they made my list last year too, uh, or one of our lists last year. I can't remember if it was me or you, but yeah, from uh, Northampton, Massachusetts, Speedy Ortiz. Uh, let's play it. Raising the Skate. Here you go. that made our list last year Courtney Barnett from Melbourne Australia maybe not the only artist from Melbourne on this list either perhaps perhaps not yeah I love her uh, yeah her her style is so great and this is more like rocking than her stuff from last year but it's still got like she still crams all the words in there yeah, yeah, I like last year's song a little bit better, but this is still great. Yeah, um, she's going places, man. Trust me. <laughs> Where's she going? To the moon, Alice. Uh, this has great lyrics like, I think you're a joke, but I don't find you very funny. Yeah. And give me all your money, and I'll give you some origami, honey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kind of a put-down song, the kind that we like. Mm-hmm. Um, well, let's let's play it. Here's Courtney Barnett, pedestrian at best.
and a pat pick. Dan Deacon, Feel the Lightning. This is the kind of song where I get lost in the sounds. It's like different effects on the vocals, plenty of electric, electronic noise throughout the song. It's really good. And the lyrics, it, it's like, is it? I don't really understand the lyrics. Is it, is it the story of what's going to happen in 200 years and we gain a new consciousness? or uh, Who knows? Yeah, but I like it. Yeah, he he's uh, before his previous albums were a lot more like experimental sounding. And this mm-hmm. one, this song at least is really kind of pop. Um, feel the lightning. I I read that he he studied uh, electroacoustic and computer music composition at uh, Purchase College in New York. But uh, yeah, I like this. It's got the it's got the female backing vocals or chorus vocals, I guess. Yeah, yeah, they're great. And uh, yeah, it's just a you can tell he you can kind of tell he studied electronic compositions because, like you said, he he like layers it with all kinds of stuff. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. Uh, Here you go, Dan Deacon, Feel the Lightning. Bridges out of Fort Worth, Texas, coming home, and it's just retro soul. I mean, yeah, it sounds just like Sam Cooke. I mean, he's not as good a singer as Sam Cooke, but nobody's as good a singer as Sam Cooke, really. But he's he's trying, and I like the you know I like the retro soul stuff as opposed to like the modern day R and B. So, how big was this song? I have no idea, man. Okay. I don't know if this guy's like a hit or more of an underground type thing. I feel like all the retro soul stuff doesn't really get a lot of airplay. No, okay. That's too bad, because this is a really pretty, pretty nice, pretty and a nice song. It seems like it should go further than than that. Yeah. Yeah, but well, like I said, I'm not sure. But I I don't feel like I've ever heard it in like supermarkets or anything, you know. Um, But yeah, no, it's good. Um, it's just a solid soul song. Here it is, Leon Bridges coming home.
some shit after we get through it but uh next up is another pick of mine girl pool chinatown and this is another pick that would have been on my list this yeah is, it's so great terrific it's just like wilson phillips really exactly like wilson phillips uh yeah it's it's kind of wistful it's just two women uh with guitars no drums um and it's kind of i mean you could tell it's like punk influence but you know you you wouldn't really call it punk, but uh, their voices to get like when they when they sing the chorus together, it's just so nice, man. Their voices blend so well. Yeah, it's it's perfect. I, I like that if you look them up, every every single write up about them mentions that they don't have a drummer. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. This I mean, and this song kind of reminds me of like I don't know the Feelies or something. Who knows? It's but. Uh, they they are from L.A. but they moved to Philly, so maybe you'll run into them down at the uh, I don't know what where you shop. The quarry. Down at the quarry. They have the great lyrics in this song. Do you feel restless when you realize you're alive? And and nice callback lyrics. There's there's uh, and if I told you I I loved you, would you take it the wrong way? And then they, then they come back with, and if I loved myself, would I take it the wrong way? Yeah. Oh, this yeah, this is one of the best for sure. Yeah, um, I, th- this is. I I don't know if I picked a, a favorite song from our this list, but this is up there. Yeah, so. same here. I don't. Yeah, I don't know if I could either. But let's let's play it. Girl Pool, Chinatown. to you no drums all right i think this is the last one uh before we take a break but we'll yep. maybe we'll talk after um another one of my picks dick diver waste the alphabet and when i first heard the name i'm like oh that's gonna be like douchey lint biscuit stuff but uh they actually took the name did you read about this no from uh, the main character in f scott fitzgerald's tender is the night 
<laughs> so, but I like it. It's just kind of, it reminds me of like 80s indie pop. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's what I was thinking, like an 80s, 80s sound to it. And they're from Australia. Are they from Melbourne? Yeah, they're from Melbourne too, just like Courtney Barnett. And, uh, and yeah, I really like the bass line that's in all the verses. It just kind of drives the whole song. And yeah, it's just catchy and way better than you would think from a band named Dick Diver. Uh, Wasty Alphabet is the name of it. And here it is. Yeah, and you we were talking before, and and uh, you were saying you didn't think this was as good a year maybe as last year, but yeah, it's a it's actually there's tons of good stuff. Yeah, I think I must have been crazy because when I went back and listened to everything, there's there's all kinds of awesome things. I th- I think I one thing is there's not one song that that jumps out at me like other years, but there's a lot of songs that jump out at me. So a lot it's of not, yeah. Uh, there's a lot of goods. There's not as many perfect like I, there's a couple songs from last year I, like the courtney barnett's song from last year is one of my favorite songs ever it's really good and this song is really is good but not as good but it's still really good so yeah anyway yeah i, I like this song too um man we've only gone like we've only just begun john to die that's what she should have sang i mean should have known that was coming she only weighed 30 pounds R.I.P. Karen Carpenter. Oh, I thought you were talking about Barbara Streisand. Hey, what's the uh, what's this deal with uh, Kermit and Miss Piggy breaking up? I've it's only read shame. headlines, but it's a real shame. Yeah, what what's going on? <laughs> it's clearly I, I don't understand why it's being reported on as if it's news. It's just like a setup for their new show. Oh yeah, sure. But I don't, I don't quite get it. Like, how has it become a, a phenomenon to to report on that? Like, because I've seen headlines from actual news organizations, and I, I could see it coming as a tweet from ABC or from the Muppets, and that would crack me up. But news organizations are are actually putting giving putting someone out there to write a story about it. Well, let's be fair. News organizations have been covering like Ben Affleck and what's her name's breakup and shit too. You know, it's <laughs> yeah, but they're real life. <laughs> But anyway, it used to be, the story used to be that Kermit and Miss Piggy in real life weren't together. It was just in movies, and in real life, they couldn't stand each other. Because I remember they were on, maybe it was The Tonight Show with Jay Leno or something like that, and that's that was the discussion. Well, it and al- it was hilarious. It always, Yeah, I never got them uh, supposedly being together anyway, because it always seemed like Kermit hated her. Yeah. Well, in the Muppet movie, there's, there's that love scene. Yeah, that's true. But, yeah, she is really annoying. 
well, maybe his new girlfriend. <laughs> it did crack me up that they had the pictures on Tinder, that they're both on Tinder. Oh, God. <laughs> See, I don't even, you know, I haven't been single forever. Um, I don't even know what Tinder is. Is that just like a let's fuck app or is it? I think it's just a dating app. Dating it's is dating. Okay. Yeah, I think. Grinder is that the? Lots the guy. Let's. Oh, but, okay. But I, I don't. I think all dating apps can be just let's fuck or, it's you know it's whatever the person wants it to be. But it's basically hot or not as a dating app. Right. Because you just swipe left for. Just based like, on their picture. There's a profile you can write, but you you don't necessarily have to see the profile. Oh, well, that doesn't sound shallow at all. I, man, that, that, uh, what is it? Ashley Madison? <laughs> I swear to God, like, I ne- I thought it was like some magazine. It sounded like the name of a magazine to me when mm-hmm. they got hacked. And so I, like, read it and I was like, oh, well, that's a pretty scumbaggy site, really. <laughs> I, d- I mean, I'm not really shocked that such a thing exists. It's, I was just like, oh, well, I don't really feel too bad about this hack. I don't know. I don't. I don't get the. I mean, why do you have to have a specific site for other people have affairs? I don't. You know, just go to any dating site. Right. Well, that's exactly it. That's what makes it extra dicky. Is that it's it's like dedicated to having affairs. Yeah. So yeah, who cares? Good hack their hack their shit. <laughs> it's like the worst site that could get hacked too. Like you 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 hack OkCupid, but they're like, all right. You right. have more information. <laughs> Go ahead. But this is like ending marriages and yeah, yeah. But like you say, why are they doing that? Yeah, I, I don't know. It's just shitty all around. Nobody's but... hacking eHarmony. Oh no, they've had more marriages from eHarmony than anything else in the world, Pat. And you say you don't watch commercials. Oh, God, how can you avoid him? That old, like, Dave Thomas-looking dude. Do they have that commercial before Hulu shows? Do they? They must. Yeah, they must have at some point. Oh, God. E-Harmony. Then they have, like, I see ads for Christian Mingle. I'm like, that sounds like, that sounds like the most, I don't know. I don't even know what they're looking for. Like they're not well, looking to get laid, right? They're... <laughs> they're looking to get married. There's 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 a Jewish version too. I forget the name of that. Oh yeah, it's a uh, it's called Schmeckle to Schleifen? I think. I'm, I'm glad you found a J date. I'm glad J-date. you found a way to not be a- offensive. Oh, that's my Jerry Lewis impression. Greatest, oh, greatest you a... of all time. But his movie is is going to be available in ten years. The the clown who laughed. Is it really? Yeah. So he, it won't just be Harry Shearer who's, who's seen it. <laughs> How did he see it? I don't, I don't know. It's, I don't know if Jerry Lewis showed it to him or what. But anyway, he, he bequeathed it to, I don't know if bequeathed is the right word. He gave it to the National Archives with the with the only uh, caveat that they can't show it for 10 years. And presumably he'll be dead at that point. Let's all hope. He's like, I don't know, he's like the definition of like oily to me. Jerry Lewis. He seems like a real prick in real life, and from he's, the stories yeah. I've heard, he is. Yeah, he's he's yeah, he does seem like a real prick. But I think nowadays it's 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 a little harder to to feel like that about him because he's old and kind of so, yeah. He's probably. I mean, you can 
chalk it up to crotchetiness now. But he was a dick when he was younger too, so that's where. It, right. Know, that's... I think. Yeah. I think he always like took himself way too seriously in his fame. Yeah. Yeah. He did. He, and he believed I his think, own hype. I, well, the other thing about you, you kind of feel bad for him now because he's. I, I don't want to. He's a little bit pathetic because he had that that charity telethon he did for yeah, years and years and years. Yeah. And they took it away from him. They, they just didn't want him to didn't want him to do it anymore. And I mean, that was a, a huge part of his identity. And it, it wasn't like he could go out on his own. He was forced out. So. Yeah. No, I get it. Um, but yeah, he, he was even in in that charity. He was not well, not super well like the way he he ran that, and he kind of forced people to do things. And also, he treated the 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 the, the adults and kids that suffer from that geez, disease as if they were. Like, I don't know. Props. Yeah. No, totally. But on the other hand, he did raise a lot of money for them. He so. did do good for them. Yeah. But yeah, he, he in in a lot of articles you read about him, he does come across as kind of a dick. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, the last one I read was like he was, I don't know. He was performing somewhere at some like old folks home. or It wasn't an old folks home. I think the audience was just all elderly. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was like trying to interact with the audience, you know, and then he... And, he was like totally insulting everybody in the that he was talking to. You know, if Don Rickles does that, nobody minds. Well, Don Rickles is actually funny. <laughs> that dude, I don't know how that dude is still going. Who, Don Rickles? Yeah. What What do you mean? Well, he still does stand-up and shit. Oh, does he? I didn't know that. I'd love to see that. Yeah. I think, I think really ancient old Don Rickles is probably just as funny as... Oh, I imagine he is. I, I find it so weird that he's like best friends with Bob Newhart. I don't know if we've talked about that before. <laughs> they seem like total opposites. <laughs> they go on like vacations together and shit. Well, I didn't know that. That's just like yeah. the Mel Brooks Carl Reiner relationship. Yeah, not not quite that close, but yeah. Right. That's cool. <laughs> I don't think they eat dinner together every night. <laughs> yeah, that is crazy. It was great. Like I really like hearing those old dudes. Like when they're on WTF and stuff. Mm-hmm. Those old. I really like hearing the old comedians, man. I mean, sometimes they'll go into you know hacky shtick, but it's still like interesting to just hear about how they came up. You know, a lot of them came up out of vaudeville and shit. Mm-hmm. Like, just really old school. And like Norman Lear, still going, still like he's ninety something, and still sharp. You know, Mel Brooks and Carl Reiner can both still. They're not like feeble-minded or anything either. What I like about Mel Brooks is that he's still going, and he's still like an ultimate, like selling himself. Oh yeah, like, he's like pitching, he's pitching jokes left and right. Yeah. And I think with someone like Billy Crystal, who's probably the same way, not quite as old, it's not quite as adorable, and I don't know why. It's not. No, I, he's another one who seems like a, a dick in real life to me. Maybe that's it. Maybe even when he's self-effacing, it, it doesn't it it doesn't ring true. It's like yeah, because he believes he's awesome. Yeah, and it comes across. Whereas, yeah, Mel Brooks and and uh, Carl Reiner just seem like nice guys. Yeah, that's that's probably it. Even, I think Mel Brooks's movies don't stand up as much as I thought they would. No, they don't. But that you know, we always talk about that. That's the thing with comedy; it never does. It does sometimes. I always disagree with you on that. Well, I like Air, Mark's airplane Brothers does. Movies. What airplane? Yep. I don't know. Amy doesn't agree with us on that, but. What, she doesn't like Airplane? Yeah. Well. We'll just have pretty... to tell her to get really high and watch Airplane, and we'll do an episode on it. Yeah, yeah, like we have to tell her to get really high. 
What would you even do it against? Like scary movie? I don't think I could sit through one of those. Oh, airplane versus what? Uh, oh, hangover. Hang. Oh, I guess. I mean, scary movies more in the airplane vein. That's why I said it. You know, like the... joke, like joke on on top of joke. Yeah. Although really bad joke on top of really bad joke. Wait, I haven't stuff. seen scary movie. Maybe it's funny. It's not. I've seen bits of it. Okay. It's terrible. Um, all right. Well, should we take a? I quick... see. I think of 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 what are the names of those guys that did? Uh, there's something about Mary. Oh yeah, the Farrelly brothers. I think of the Farrelly brothers as the spiritual successors of the Zucker. That's Zucker true. Brothers. That would be like yeah, Kingpin or there's something about Mary maybe versus Airplane. Yeah, because they have like just dense amount of jokes. I didn't see their last movie. I I, I uh, what was it called? Dumber. Oh yeah, no, I wasn't going to see that. But I want to because they're so funny. Jim Carrey annoys me to death. <laughs> like I I hate that kind of comedy. Uh, I don't I don't mind the comedy so much. So it, that 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 doesn't affect me. And All right, Vax, we'll a... though. All right, yeah, we'll take a quick break and uh, we'll be back with the rest of the top twenty. We'll be back. We had a comrade, a brave comrade, he could talk for whole days. But then he tried to be a hero, tried talking about Shamiro to computers wearing earphones. He almost died for conversation, hallucinations, good vibrations. Van Dyke Park's great racing, steeplechasing. And we're back. Uh, and this one is another pick of Pat's. I knew you would pick this one, actually. That's why I, I didn't pick it. St. Vincent, Vincent Teenage Talk. I, I almost picked the other St. Vincent song, but I like this one a little bit better. I like this one better, too. And I couldn't do two St. Vincent's, or I probably I probably would have been uh, St. Vincent, Bill and Sebastian, so that's four. And then the Sleater Kenny is five, so really wouldn't have had a lot of variety here. Anyway, I like this song. She's my favorite. Unlike lots of St. Vincent, the lyrics here are not impossible. They're pretty... No, they're actually kind of personal, out. yeah. Yeah, and they're very pretty and very melancholy. And it's... it's I like it. It's looking at the at the past with the wisdom of, of the present. It's really, really nice. Yeah, it's a, it's a melancholy song all around, kind of mellow. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but yeah, I really think St. Vincent's probably like my favorite artist right now. I, I, I'd... It'd be difficult to disagree. She's awesome. Yeah, she she constantly changes her sound, but she, she still like it. Still sounds like her somehow, no matter mm-hmm. what she does. Yeah. Um, and I like that she just puts out these little singles and stuff, you know, to in between albums. Oh, I didn't. So I wasn't sure this was not part of an album. No. Super, yeah, okay. this was just singles. Single, yeah. And the other the other Saint Vincent song from this year was uh, they released a deluxe edition of her album from last year and it had bonus tracks. Oh, that okay. was one of them, yeah. But, yeah, this is a really good one. Um, you can't go wrong with St. Vincent. Here it is, Teenage Talk. Caddy Kaplan 
also from texas just like uh, leon bridges she's from dallas so there's very limited uh amount of geography on this list but next up is another pick of yours i don't know how to say this toro, toro y moi empty nesters such a pretty voice and a weezer reference so i think that's all you need to know that it was a good song i must have missed a we- weezer reference oh something like my sweater isn't undone oh yeah, uh, Chaz Bundick is a dude's name. You know, it's one dude. He's from South Carolina. Um, and I've liked everything that he's done. Um, this is more upbeat and, like, anthemic than his older stuff, I feel like. Um, but, yeah, it's a really good song. It's, it's, it's a very unrelenting song. He doesn't, he doesn't even have a chance to take a breath. It's just constant. The vocals are just constant. Yeah, and it, and it ramps up and goes back down. Yeah, ebbs and flows. It's it's really awesome. Uh, let's listen to it. Here's Toro y Moi, Empty Nesters. Milky Wimpshake, which was a great band name. <laughs> My Girl in Brackets. And this is more like literate indie pop. Mm-hmm. Different sounding than Bell and Sebastian, but, you know, in that vein, lyrically. Um, I guess they started as more of a kind of punk band, and they had a female drummer named Miss Joey Ramone. <laughs> uh, she's gone, but... Uh, and I also always love the male-female singing together. That's what I was going to say, yeah. yeah that's I, I love those duets with the strong vocals, and yeah. This would have, another song I would have picked. Yeah, it's just jangly, upbeat fun. Um, let's listen to it. Milky Wimpshake, My Girl in Brackets. Mm-hmm. 
You're my girl In brackets But I have to wait and hesitate before saying it Cause you're clear And emphatic That you don't belong to anyone No denying it Now another Pat pick. King Friday, known it all along. Very Beatles-esque, or at the very least, psychedelic. Yeah, psych Beatles, for sure. It's soft with pretty vocals and simple music. It's just It opens up with the lyrics, and then there's a crescendo with with the, um, when, when he sings it, and the sun comes out to play, and then things calm down again. And it, just, it goes all over the place, and I like it a lot. Yeah, I mean, that was, a, that was exactly my thought. When I first heard it, I was like, oh, it's like Beatles in their psych period, kind of. They're from Walla Walla, Washington. Wow. Yeah, I didn't know anybody lived there. I thought it was just a Bugs Bunny reference. Yeah, me too. I wonder if they've been to Albuquerque to take a left-hand turn. I hope so. What rock band worth their salt hasn't? Let's give a listen to King Friday, known it all along. Another Pat pick. Death and Vanilla, California Owls. This song's opening reminds me a little bit of Stereo Lab, and I'm not exactly sure why. It's just every time I this song would start, I was like, oh, it's a Stereo Lab song. Oh, no, it's not. It's much, much, much more mellow. Yeah. But it's really pretty. It's kind of lyrics. The I mean, the vocals look like that other song. I'm going to use the word ethereal again, and I know I'm pronouncing it wrong, but it's really like. What? Ethereal. Ethereal. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's like. Dream pop slash psych pop, kind of. There's mild psychedelic elements to it. Um, from Sweden. Oh, that's... We might have someone else from Sweden. Who knows? Who knows? 
yeah, no, I really like it too. It's mellow. Um, it's the kind of stuff we tend to like, you and me. I feel like. Um, but yeah, I've I've seen them compared to Stereo Lab a lot. Oh, okay. So it's not just me. Yeah, no. Um, and maybe some of their other stuff sounds more Stereo Labish. But let's give a listen. Death and Vanilla, California Owls. <laughs> Michael Cronin made up my mind. He's kind of a. He used to be like more garagey. Now it's more. I mean, I guess it's kind of garage pop. Um, he worked with like Ty Seagal, who's a big time garage dude who puts out an album every couple months. It seems like. Um, and one of his songs almost made this list. Yeah, yeah, for me too. Um, yeah, this dude's out of Laguna Beach. Uh, it's. Just good shit. I don't know. It's very pretty. The the bit the piano the the little bits of piano and guitar riff to start the song off are really pretty. Yeah, yeah, and it's just nice. It's a nice song. Um, I don't have much to say. Michael Cronin made made my mind up. Here you go. Man on Earth, uh, Sagres, Sagres, S-A-G-R-E-S. I don't know how you say it. Could this, could this dude, or could these guys be from Sweden? He's the Swedish Bob Dylan. Yeah, is he? Is that what they say? Yeah. Yeah, Christian Matson. That's his name. Uh, yeah, kind of indie folk. I mean, I guess this is this is more like folk pop. So I, it it reminds me of like. 
Bruce Springsteen as kind of indie pop. Huh. I don't know I, why. I, the music kind of made me think of like Irish Irish music. Like a really... little bit, yeah. It's got that mandolin in it and stuff, and and his voice is so earnest. Yeah, I know. Usually, this is not my type of things as so much, but I really like this one. Yeah, I, I, I usually like this kind of thing, so I was a little surprised you picked it, but I like it a lot. So yeah, it's catchy. Uh, let's listen to it. The tallest man on earth, Sagris. Young Gov, Kelly, I'm Not a Creep. Um, I really like this. This dude actually plays in a hardcore band, Fucked Up. <laughs> but this is not hardcore at all. No. It's more like, it's more psych pop stuff. Um, and it's got, yeah, it's got that like, I mean, it would be just kind of straight pop, but it's got like this psychedelic guitar that goes all through it. That kind of changes the tone a little bit, because underneath it's just pop, I feel like. But really, if you're telling someone you're not a creep, I think it's too late for you. Yeah. It's like saying you're not a racist. There's really never any reason to say that. <laughs> Unless you are a racist. Um, but yeah, but uh, did you like this song? I really like this one. Yeah. Too, yeah I, like this. I, don't, I, I don't remember anything specific that struck me, but I did like it. Yeah. It's just good shit. Oh, did you listen to the latest... Uh, uh, you talking you two to me? No, that's oh, pretty fucking awesome, dude. You should check it out. What, what reason did they have to have another episode though? Usually, they, like they went to a show or something. I don't know. It, perhaps they, they decided to do it. Perhaps they interview the band. I don't know. <laughs> I have to listen to it. Yeah, it's it's pretty fucking awesome. Uh, anyway, here's Young Gov Kelly. I'm not a creep.
Okay, and another Pat pick, one that I almost picked. It was like number 11 for me. Mac DeMarco, another one. Yeah, this is almost like 70s easy listening, but it's really cool. Yeah, it's just, yeah, I think that a mellow would be a word for it. It's just You just want to sit down and enjoy it. Yeah, I liked it. I don't have a lot to say about this one. Yeah, um, the album just came out. This song came out early, but uh, so I got to check that out because I usually like everything he does. Um, and this is less lo-fi than his earlier stuff, which is good. Um, yeah, let's listen to it. Mac DeMarco, another one. Final song of our top 20 for the first half of the year. Uh, another Pat pick. Sufjan Stevens should have known better. I think anytime Sufjan Stevens puts out something that's that's less experimental, I like the experimental stuff, but I don't love it. But when he's putting out st- something that's just like a straight a straight album like this one, I'm going to really like it. So, and this is this is no exception. It's a really nice song. Yeah, I like this one, although. I don't know. I can't listen to too much of him at once because he's, it's just too much of himself. (laughs) I don't know what, I don't know how to describe it. Yeah. Um, I don't mind that. I can't, I can't take him for too long, but, um, yeah. His, and his, his Christianity kind of creeps me out a little bit, but (laughs) I know that's no reason to, you know, he does make good music. I just, yeah, I, I, he, he, he goes places that, you don't expect him to go even on an album like this, even when he's not like really far out there, like that last album, I forget what it was called age, age of ads. That was pretty far out there. And I, I liked it, but I just liked this stuff better. I, but I just like that. He's willing to experiment and do all kinds of different things. And I'm usually happy with where he ends up. Yeah. This was like a more personal album, mm-hmm. of course, uh, about his mom and dad. Um, when's he going to get back to the States? He's only done two. He he's promised not going to do that, dude. <laughs> Um, so well, he's he a liar too. on top of it all. I think when he did Michigan, everyone was like, "He's not going to do it." But then he did Illinois, which is probably his best album. Or it's it's really good. I don't know if it's his best. And they're like, "Well, maybe he really is going to do it." Yeah. No. Then he then he went on to do Christmas album and shit. Yes. Um. Yeah, it's a good song though. Let's listen. Uh, yeah. Jen Stevens should have known better.
Alright. That'll do it for the songs. Mm-hmm. Another good uh, six months. I would say so. And uh, we'll see at the end of December how the second half of the year looks. Has there been uh, an August? Oh, yeah. I got to put that up for you guys, the August one. I did make it. Um, I just haven't shared it yet. So, yeah. If you uh, if you got a Dropbox account, let me know. I'll share these with you. I don't know why people wouldn't want it. Free music. Once a month. You could literally listen to one song a day, and you still wouldn't take up the whole month. Anyway, yeah, some good picks. I, and some other, I mean, there has been a lot of good stuff. Like, I, I almost picked the Kendrick Lamar song. I thought that was really good. Um, there's a couple others that I've really liked. Uh, it's really hard to narrow it down to 10. Although, I do agree with you, not as hard this year as the, as previous ones. But But there's still a lot of good shit out there. Yeah, there's. I mean, I, I, I had when I pared it down, I went from however many there is to like 80 songs. So there's there's a lot of good stuff. The the, the Bruno Mars stuff. I think there's one song that he's yeah. featured on. That was great. Uptown Funk. Yep, Uptown Funk. So that was like the song of the summer, I think. Although I don't and, know. And oh, Blur had a new song. Lots of and Mr. Sister. I almost picked that that out. Just oh, from people. Kate Pearson. Yeah, we talked about it in the past. I know that I, I that was on my list too when I was narrowing down. Yeah, cool shit out there, man. Iron Maiden's coming out with a new album next month, so you can all look forward to that on my September mix. <laughs> it's gonna be just that album. <laughs> the whole album that's gonna be my September mix. <laughs> Is this like their last album? I doubt it. Oh, okay. I thought maybe the I thought that one of those those heavy metal bands had declared that this is, this is the end. They're retiring. I guess it wasn't them. Well, Rush said this is their last tour. Yeah, but they're not heavy metal. Yeah, no, that's true. They're not. Um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe they did. I don't really keep up on my Iron Maiden news. I just saw the album in the, like in the upcoming releases. Anyway, what's up, Pat? What you got going on? Nothing. A whole lot of nothing. How about you? Uh, I got my final tomorrow. Uh, so that'll be fun. I have to basically write a whole song tonight. That'll be interesting. Wait, you have to write music? Yeah, yeah. We have to write a dance song. Well, that's neat. An electronic song. Mine's not really dance. It's more like New Order. Are yeah. you gonna share Once you finish, you're going to share it with everybody? Maybe. It's just not that great. Um, yeah, but still. That sounds something worth sharing i want to hear it yeah possibly um yeah we had to like take just some basic music theory and stuff and so yeah it's it's fun man i actually like this program ableton live it's probably my favorite of all these all these uh recording software programs because you can make music in it really easy they all do the same thing, or they all just do like... No, Pro, yeah, Pro Tools is more like mixing and mastering. You can do that in Ableton Live, too, but it's more for, like, composition or doing remixes or whatever. Um, which you can also do in Pro Tools, but it's a lot harder. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, that's that's it. Uh, my dog had surgery. You saw the picture. 
I did. Yeah. All fucked up. <laughs> I, I thought I was going to laugh at the he his little cone, but it was just really adorable, so I didn't laugh. <laughs> yeah. How did you find out that your dog needed surgery? Well, he had a bump on his side, and it kept like going away and then coming back. So we were like, well, fuck it. Let's take him in. Uh-huh. Um, and they are like, oh, it's a tumor. We have to operate, although I don't know why they had to do that much work. Like, he's got staples all down his side. Do you have to take him back in to get the staples off? Or yeah, the... yeah, in like two weeks. But he's been pretty good with it. I don't know. I'm surprised. He just hates the cone. Yeah. Like yeah. he he can't sniff things when he goes on his walks. Like he likes to. <laughs> he keeps bumping it into shit. Well, that's good that you found it. Yeah. No, I know. Well, we could. I mean, we could have done it before, but it kept going away, and we're like, "Is this a thing, or is it just you know?" But yeah, turns out it was a tumor. Arnold was wrong. <laughs> was that at the doctor's office, at the veterinarian's office? Did you say it's not a tumor? I did. <laughs> she was, and she was like, "Nope, you're wrong. I'm the medical professional here." <laughs> I don't, I don't know why that line sticks with so many people, but it really does. I know it's it's his reading of it too. I mean, yeah, yeah it just sounds true. like such a lunkhead, no matter what he says. <laughs> I don't know that I've ever seen that movie. I have not seen it. Well, it's the it's the one where he's a teacher. Is that it? No, he's pregnant. Oh, it's the pregnant one with Danny yeah, DeVito. And he's saying you must have a tumor. He's like it's not a tumor. Okay. Yeah. I. Why would you see that? <laughs> well, Twins was funny. They I did two movies twins. together. That's really weird. Yeah. I, well, Twins was such a big hit, so they're like, well, let's bring them back together for a, for a second non sequel for Baby and, Mama or whatever it's called, Baby yeah. Daddy. Baby Mama is a different movie, which is actually funny. Baby Mama is my introduce, introduce, introduction to Amy Poehler. That's the first thing I've ever seen Amy Poehler in. I can't believe you never watched Weekend Update on Saturday Night Live. Yeah, I didn't. I I don't really feel bad because I, I don't like Saturday Night Live that much. But I do feel bad that I didn't get to see her being funny. But she's funny in Baby Mama, but she's much funnier in other things. And I can't wait for whatever comes next. Well, yeah, she and Tina Fey are working on a movie, right? Was there a trailer for it or no? Uh, not that I've seen. Okay. I thought there was like, a, I must be crazy. Yeah, there was. Because once I look it up, I'm going to tell you what the movie is about. And then I'm going to say there was a trailer. Sisters. Yeah, they're sisters and they come back to take over their house and have a big party before the parent leaves the house. And Amy Poehler plays like this wild and crazy person. And Tina Fey's the uptight or the other way around. I forget which way it is. I think it might be the other way around. Anyway, there is a trailer for it, and you should look for it because it was funny. Yeah, I'll probably watch that one. There is a new movie coming out that I was... Uh, watching the trailer made me feel like they're ripping off Broad City, and then after the trailer was over, and after finding out the fact that it's it co-stars Amy, uh, Chris Elliott's daughter, who's not alone. Oh, Abby Elliott? No, that the, another daughter. Oh, the okay. Co-star the movie. I'm not so... I, I want to see it, but it, it's very reminiscent of Broad City. Wait, this is a movie or a TV show? Movie. Oh, okay. I don't even know what Chris Elliott's other daughter looks like. I know she does stand-up. I didn't know, because I watched I watched the trailer and didn't know which I still don't know which one it is. <laughs> Let me look up the name of the well, movie. Just look now. for the woman with the beard who's balding. <laughs> Probably pick her out. Eagleheart's pretty good. Oh, you finally watched it. Yeah, although I can't watch too many at once. No, no, you have to watch it like once a week. Yeah. Because otherwise it's too much. But yeah, yeah, exactly. 
but I I do think that they got his humor down pretty well, but it it's not as good as it would have been if he wrote it. Yeah, no. Bridie Elliott is the name. No, it's not. Bridie? Damn, what is this, the 17th oh. century? <laughs> well, blame, blame Chris. I do. Right. Fort Tilden, yeah, that, that is Bridie. Fort Tilden is the name of the movie I'm talking about. It won awards. It won awards. All right. <laughs> I'll see it. I, I, it gets terrible ratings on IMDb. I want to see what it's like. It very it did remind me of, of uh, but the one review I read, I didn't read the review. Oh, Richie Watts is in it. Oh, I'll see it. Anyway, anything else going on? No, that's about it. That's been taking up all my time. Uh, yeah, no, had some migraines last week. You reading anything interesting? Um, I'm reading right now. I'm reading another Tana French book, the first one. Oh, okay. I still haven't gotten one. In the Woods, yeah. And at the same time reading that Americana book um, by the African woman whose name I can't pronounce. And uh, also reading, like it's far behind those other two, uh, Molly Ringwald's novel. But it's not great. No. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I didn't expect... She can write, but, you know, it's just kind of... eh. It's not very interesting, the story, I think. Anyway. But, you know, she can do it all. And she can have it all. She does an album of jazz standards, writes a book. She's going for the EGOT. She's going for the EGOT... Wait, what? EGOTN, Nobel Prize for Literature. But she hasn't gotten any of them yet. No, she's got not got jack shit. Should have got it for uh, 16 Candles. Recommendations, Asians, Asians, Asians. Asians. I'm going to go with, uh, since we mentioned Jerry Lewis, uh, The King of Comedy. Great movie. Yeah, maybe maybe the most uncomfortable movie I've ever seen. I feel like you've, you can recommend it. I feel like you've recommended that before. No, I think but... we just talked about it before. Okay, it's, it is a great movie, and if you watch that, you should watch Taxi Driver first, because it's, it is, they go together very yeah, well. Yeah, that's what we talked about, I think. They're kind of the same thing. Mm-hmm. basically um and robert de niro plays the same part but much differently and it, it's a jerry lewis part that really works he's he's awesome in that movie yeah and sandra bernhardt even works yeah yes um yeah king of comedy it's out on blu-ray now so check it out what do you got pat so i watched a movie last night and it was incredibly well crafted really just well put together, and I, I started watching it knowing that everybody hated the story because you know the story's stupid from the trailer, and I didn't know who directed it, so I didn't realize it was someone who was a good director. Anyway, it's Lucy, the Scarlett Johansson movie from last year where she slowly Wait, you're gains, recommending that? Yes, yeah, where she slowly gains 100% of her brain, and it's the stupidest story you could think of, but it's, it's a really well-crafted movie, and Scarlett Johansson is awesome in it. So ignore the stupid story because it is stupid, but the movie is good. I will never watch it. That's fine, and I, I can see why you wouldn't. But uh, anyway, it's directed by what's his name, who's who's an older director, and it's it's not as surprising that it's so well crafted as far as as the look of it. It's directed by what's his name? <laughs> the guy from Fifth Element. And the Bruce Willis. Oh, uh, now you're gonna make me look it up because I can't some, remember his name. Is it some frog? Luke Bisson. Yeah, yeah, it is some frog. 
so yeah, it's it's a stupid story. And they asked they asked him about the the ten percent of using only ten percent of your brain afterwards. He's like, I know it's a myth, but I thought it would make a good story. It's really a comic book movie, because the 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 facts of the story don't matter. If you can just leave turn your turn that ten percent of your brain off for the for the story and just enjoy the the really really great action scenes and the the perfect acting by Jar- Scarlett Johansson, you'll enjoy it. I yeah, I was one of those people who just when I saw the commercial for it got mad at that ten percent thing. <laughs> I was like, dude, everybody knows that's not true. Yeah. Yep. He, even the director, even the writer knew, but he still wrote the movie. <sighs> All right. Well, I can't believe you're recommending that, but <laughs> I knew you wouldn't be able to. That's why I waited a little bit before I said the title. And why is it called Lucy? Because that's the character's name. Oh. Oh, I thought there was maybe uh, Ricky Ricardo was in it or something. Well, he has a cameo. Yeah, as he should. But you don't know it because he's a ghost. Just kind of a. Kind of like you can't ghost. see him, but you can feel him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like the hint of a conga drum. Wow, Lucy. All right. Well, Write uh, to us. Yeah, go ahead. At popculturecontinuum at gmail.com if you'd like to complain about Lucy or you'd like to be on the show or you'd like to tell us what to talk about on the show or if you'd like to be on John's list of people who get music from Dropbox. Uh, like us on Facebook. Rate us highly on iTunes. And most importantly, tell your friends to listen. Then take a big old bite out of my butt. All right. I think that'll do it for this week. Uh, good music. Good music out there. If you know where to look. So, whatever. Until next time, goodbye, everybody. Goodbye.
so 